You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, September 5th. I'm Donald Ware as we get closer. Matter of fact, we have some games today in HBCU football, but as we get closer to the weekend as well, once again, CIAA and SIAC teams open up this weekend, as does Edward Waters, as does West Virginia State, um, as does uh, some other uh, schools. Langston opens up uh, this weekend as well. Don't forget, log on to our website, BoxToRow.com, BoxToRow.com for the coaches and media polls for the week. North Carolina A&T unanimous number one in both the box to row coaches and media polls. So it's Thursday, and on Thursday uh, we talk about the box to row national game of the week. There are going to be some good football games. I mean, you can look at uh, Albany State, Valdosta State. That should be a pretty good matchup. Really, to me, give you a chance to see where – Albany State's program is solid season last year. Big win over Benedict, where I thought Benedict would ultimately win the SIAC Eastern Division. Albany State said no, no, no. Beat Miles. Matter of fact, crushed Miles earlier in the season. Ultimately lost to Miles in the SIAC Championship game. If uh, Albany State wins that game, they possibly make the playoffs but uh, no SIAC team made the Division II playoffs on last year. So that's going to be a good game for Albany State, a perennial power in the SIAC against Valdosta State, a perennial power in Division II. Our Boxer Row National Game of the Week is UAPB at, or excuse me, UAPB and Alabama A&M. UAPB and Alabama A&M. I want to really break this game down because it's a swack matchup. I think it's, even though it's early in the season, I think it's an absolutely pivotal game for both teams, even though it's an intra-division game. You're talking about UAPB out of the SWAC's Western Division. You're talking about AAMU out of the SWAC's Eastern Division. But I think it's a pivotal game for both teams for uh, a number of reasons. Let me start by looking at UAPB. They're coming off. Um, that 39-7 to loss at the hands of TCU. You look at that game and say, wow, that's a pretty big loss. But if you think about it, TCU is a Big 12 opponent. Um, and, uh, you know, that's not bad. We've seen some worry. Matter of fact, this past weekend or this past week, we saw some really bad scores between FBS and uh, HBCU opponents. And, and as a matter of fact, we also saw a couple of shutouts as well. Let me break down UAPB, um, the game against TCU, and then my thoughts on UAPB um, against Alabama A&M. Taylor Porter, who uh, on my list was one of the top five players to watch against TCU, 14 carries, 48 yards. Maybe not a spectacular game, but some of the yards that he was able to gain um, uh, were at critical times. In other words, he had some runs that put UAPB in positions to prolong 
drives. Now, UAPB had some turnovers uh, in this game, but he was 14. He had 14 carries for 48 yards. Also, Kashawn Williams rushed nine times for 44 yards and a touchdown. So we see that the Golden Lions running game is pretty solid. Where I was impressed with the Golden Lions in this football game was on the defensive side of the football. You say 39 points, how so? They held TCU to six field goals in this ballgame. They forced four fumbles in this game. They had two sacks against TCU. TCU scored on its first two possessions, a field goal and a touchdown, and then uh, the Golden Lions forced TCU to punt the ball the next three possessions before a field goal made the score 17 to nothing. You look at the second half, two field goals for TCU in the first two possessions, um, and, and then the Golden Lions defense tightened up. You look at so sometimes you look at the score and you got a little look a little bit deeper. I didn't have a chance to see the football game. You know, in college football, to me, numbers can tell a story, but you can't just look at the numbers on the surface. You can't just look at the fact that TCU gained 484 yards of total offense. Okay, that's a lot of yards. But look at the play-by-play. Look at the possessions. Look at what Arkansas Pine Bluff was able to do. And I thought that this was uh, a decent uh solid if not solid defensive performance by UAB uh UAPB you're talking about a TCU team that's out of the Big 12 so it's not just your ordinary if you will or uh FBS opponent this is a Big 12 opponent and uh, I thought uh UAPB did a good job I think um you'll see the quarterback play uh, be better for UAPB get those wide receivers a little bit more involved it wasn't it wasn't bad the quarterbacks combined for one touchdown one inter- or combined uh, for an interception in the game no touchdowns there was a rushing touchdown by UAPB but you know offensively I think they, they they have an opportunity to be better and especially having played up they can look at the mistakes that they made playing uh, up if you will and take those corrections into the game against Arkansas uh, against uh, Alabama A&M excuse me when I look at Alabama A&M, um, a little bit of a different story. You're talking about a an Alabama A&M team that had to come back to defeat Morehouse 35-30. to Now, it's not your average um, Morehouse program, uh, to be honest with you. It, it's a pretty good Morehouse team. It's a team um, for Morehouse that I think ultimately is going to contend for the, uh, the SIAC championship this year uh, as – they were able to do on last year. So I think this is a good Morehouse program. By the way, the game is going to be played um, in Huntsville. It's going to be played in Huntsville uh, at Alabama A&M. When I look at Alabama A&M, again, I, it, a lot of times you have to look deeper at the numbers. A quill glass, the quarterback, really good quarterback, um, had a really good season last year. If you look at the numbers against Morehouse, Completed 28 of 44 passes, 397 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Sounds like pretty decent numbers. Completing well over 60% of his passes. Two, but but um, as uh, Coach Maynard, Connell Maynard, the head coach of Alabama A&M, indicated on the conference call, what, the numbers said one thing, but he wasn't 
you know, pleased ultimately with the game that Aquil Glass had. He thought he did some good things, but he did some bad things as well. And so he's going to have to be better in this football game. And again, you know, Morehouse, really Alabama A&M was blowing Morehouse away. So we know Alabama A&M's offense is, is pretty, pretty solid. The defense is another situation. Offens- or not just offensively, but as a team, Alabama A&M also had five turnovers in the football game. Uh, that's a lot of turnovers to overcome. And remember, Alabama A&M had to pull that bad boy out late. A quill glass to Brian Jenkins for the touchdown, three seconds remaining. And uh, ultimately, uh, Alabama A&M wins that football game 35-30. to um, Defensively, I think, is an issue for Alabama A&M, or at least was an issue in the Morehouse game. They gave up 436 yards of offense to Morehouse, who was able to run the football, really pass the football effectively, 308 yards uh, of passing, and then run the football decent as well, 136 yards rushing for the Maroon Tigers. Um, Armani Holloway was big, the linebacker. Uh, he's a, a preseason all-swack selection, uh, selection, uh, selection first team, had nine tackles in the game. A lot of tackles for loss by Alabama A&M, but their defense has got to be better in this football game against Arkansas Pine Bluff, who, yeah, they weren't great offensively against TCU, but I think TCU had a lot to do with that. So let me give you a little bit of a prediction for this football game. Um, I think that you, you have a situation where a couple of different dynamics. Number one, two teams meeting in the middle. In other words, Arkansas Pine Bluff played up. Alabama A&M played down last week. Now they're both playing uh, on the same level in FCS. Two, not only the FCS deal, but it's a SWAC game also. It is a SWAC game also. I'm going to give the edge in this football game. And again, before I even give my prediction, again, let me give you the reasons why this game is pivotal for UAPB and also pivotal for Alabama A&M. Number one for UAPB, it's pivotal because of this. I've mentioned before, and I mentioned last week, that I mean I couldn't consciously say that UAPB was a top three team in the West, just based upon obviously what uh, what 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 Southern has coming back, uh, what Prairie View A&M has coming back, and what Grambling has coming back. And by the way. Uh, Prairie View A&M won its football game. Southern was respectable in its football game. Uh, and uh, Grambling was respectable in its football game, even though both Grambling and Southern lost that game. Um, but with that being said, I think the the, the offense is high-powered. Um, I think that the defense is solid. And um, I think that um, there's um, room for growth in week one to more room for growth than I believe Alabama A&M week one to week two just because, uh, in my opinion, UAPB played up. So it's a pivotal game for them. They can win this game against a true Eastern Division contender, then maybe that is a real conversation about UAPB being a top three team, even though we're early uh, in the season. I think it goes a long way towards saying that because you can win a game on the road against Alabama A&M. Your confidence grows to go along with what you actually have from a talent perspective. Goes a long way for UAPB. 
for Alabama A&M, it's a pivotal game. Um, again, I look at Alabama A&M, they played down. A lot of mistakes. They got to clean up. They can't have those same mistakes against UAPB, who is a hungry football team. A lot of people underrating UAPB. So Alabama A&M has got to play much better than it did against Morehouse. They got five turn. They have five turnovers. They have three turnovers against UAPB. They can forget about it. And by the way, again, UAPB's got a really strong defense. Um, uh, let's see how Aquil Glass is able to navigate through that defense. Is he able to correct the mistakes that he made? He had two interceptions against Morehouse. Is he able to correct those mistakes? Is Jordan Bentley and the running game able to run against uh, UAPB, who again bend but don't break defense against TCU. So a pivotal game. For, and then also with this being a pivotal game, hey, you got to be able to keep pace with Alcorn State, who, in my opinion, uh, is no doubt going to win the SWAC, not only the East, but the uh, SWAC championship again this year. So you got to keep pace early with the defending Eastern Division, five times over, the defending Eastern Division champions. So my prediction for this game it's going to be a close football game. Um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring football game. I am predicting that UAPB will go into Huntsville and upset Alabama A&M. That is my prediction for uh, this particular football game. It is our Box to Row National Game of the Week. Um, coming right back at you tomorrow here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Uh, don't forget to join us on tomorrow where we're going to take a look at the games um, from tonight. And we got a couple of games being played on tonight. So don't forget, uh, tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can download the podcast right on our website, obviously, BoxToRow.com. Also listen right on our website at BoxToRow.com. Talk with you tomorrow. Lift your voice.